Hi, I'm Jerry Howard. And I'm Jim Tobin. Welcome to Housing Development. The election edition. The election edition it is. It is. It's finally here. Yep. I we know do. that people worldwide, globally, people by the tens are waiting to listen to this. There are there are people that have uh you when you and I were in Kansas City last week, there were there were a lot of people looking forward to this this episode. Um so it is now upon us. It is now upon us. Um my record in election forecasting is still hovering around 96, 97%. Yours is about what? I would I would say ju just under you at 95%. So this, ladies and gentlemen, is going to be one for the ages. It, is. it, it could be like um, the Phillies and the Astros uh, in the World Series. It could be. It could so be. So let's start, Jim. Um, let's talk a little bit about the House of Representatives. All right. The Republicans had a huge election last time, did they not? They did. They did. They they took about a dozen seats that no one was really expecting them uh, during the general election, especially with uh, the performance of uh, Joe Biden uh, to to win the White House. Uh, but but he did not have coattails uh, down in many of those congressional races. So yeah, the House the, the House Republicans really bolstered their uh, their their uh, padded their 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 minority, so to speak, in the last election. And how's that going to impact their numbers this time? Well, uh, there just there just aren't enough uh, there aren't just aren't enough seats uh, for them to have a, a big big wave election. And a lot of people earlier this year were talking about a uh, you know a, a fifty or sixty seat night for the Republicans, but uh, but Kevin McCarthy and conversations that you and I have had with him uh, really wants to downplay that. Uh, those expectations, just because they did get the, those dozen seats early on, uh, their goal was to hold those, especially going into redistricting, and, and I think by and large they will do that. So just not as just not as big a sphere of uh, of possibility for Republicans uh, in the midterms. So uh, let's talk about uh, first. Let's start in the Northeast in the House. Uh, for the first time in a long time, um, there are. Democratic seats in New York and New Jersey that are up for grabs. Now, bear in mind, if you will, <laughs> that the Democrats almost lost the New Jersey governorship last fall, and the polling numbers on the day of the election showed them strong runaway favorites. That's right. So I ask you, I know you've been hobnobbing with various wizards and gnomes. <laughs> how do you see, Mr. Connecticut, Mr. Nutmegger, how do you see the Northeast playing out for the Democrats in states like Connecticut, New York, and New Jersey? Yeah, uh, well, I would, uh, I would, I think that the Republicans are going to have a pretty good night in, in New England in the Northeast. I, I really do. I think, uh, I, I think probably one, one of the, uh, the, the favorites is uh, is the, uh, the 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 Warwick Rhode Island seat uh, that the retiring uh, representative Jim Longevin has left that seat open and and Alan Fung who is the a former mayor uh, of Warwick he's he's a Republican moderate Republican is is you have to be in, when you're from the Northeast really good opportunity to pick up uh, a seat in Rhode Island uh, seats in New Hampshire I think Massachusetts is probably going to stay blue but in my home state of Connecticut my old uh, home district, uh, congressional district number five, 
Uh, th there's a real chance that uh, George Logan could could pick up uh, the seat there after, you know, Connecticut has been uh, blue for a long, long, long time. I think Chris Shays, you remember Chris Shays, uh, he was the last Republican up there, and that's got to be close to, you know, 10 or, or 15 years now. Uh, my old boss, Gary Franks, and Nancy Johnson, kind of that last, uh, you know, blue dog, or I'm sorry, uh, you know, moderate uh, Republican, those are long gone. So there's a chance uh, that we could see Johanna Hayes, who's the current Democrat, she could lose in Connecticut. Um, so there's some there's some real opportunities. New York's got some 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 issues. It's a it's a really interesting a really interesting time in the Northeast, which has been a, a bastion of, of Democratic control. But for the record, you're saying that there could be signs of purple in Connecticut, New York, and New Jersey, but then Massachusetts will once again have a blue blue Christmas. Yeah, that's right. I think that's accurate. Rhode Island, sure. New Hampshire, I think. Um, you know, heck, even Maine's, is, you know, uh, got, got some possibilities. So it's it's a it's it's uh, it's crazy. Now let's uh, let's move a little bit south into the Keystone State, home of uh, the World Series Phillies and the undefeated Eagles. Really hurts me to say that, but it is true. Um, what do you see going on in in in, in Pennsylvania, if we're doing the House races? In the House, yeah, I, I, the Pennsylvania, I, you know, you've got some some moderate Republicans. They'll be fine. I think the one race everybody's watching is is a Pittsburgh race, a Pittsburgh area race. It's really interesting. Uh, the incumbent Democrat uh, should pick up that seat easily, but she's facing off a Republican whose name happens to be Mike Doyle, not to be confused with the longtime holder of that seat, Mike Doyle. Uh, so there's a really, really interesting name ID race uh, going out in the, in the Pittsburgh suburbs there uh, that a lot of people are watching. And, and Democrats have a real, uh, real fear that they could, they could lose that, that Pittsburgh seat, which, again, Pittsburgh, a, not actually a Republican bastion uh, for the last few years. So uh, even Pennsylvania may see a little, little bit of uh, a little bit of uh, a purpling as well. And in the South, uh, I think it's fair to say, uh, I know uh, South Carolina, there's like virtually no races yeah. that are uh, going to really change. Probably much can be said for most of the South. Is that not correct? Yeah, that's right. I think Florida, there's some opportunities for Republican pickups in Florida. The DeSantis redistricting map uh, really gave a leg up to the Republicans. They're thinking it's a possibility to maybe uh, even win upwards of four, four new seats in Florida. Um, and so, but but you're right. I think in general, the, the South will probably uh, stand pat, whether it's uh, you know Georgia uh, or, or or South Carolina and, and even North Carolina too. Uh, you know, should should generally play to play to type. And move into the Midwest now. What are you seeing? Well, uh, the Midwest again. Uh, you know, you're talking about industrial states again. We'll leave the Senate out for the next the next conversation. Uh, but Ohio is one of those races. Long time. Uh, longtime Republican member Steve Shabbat, who is uh, down in the Cincinnati area, he actually is in danger of losing his seat. Uh, it's just that that seat has gotten it's been it's been harder and harder for him to keep over the past several cycles. Uh, they think this is the year it, it finally flipped blue. Uh, but we'll see. Shabbat is is seems like he got more more lives than a cat. But uh, but that's one race that that we're watching. Uh, and then and then Marcy Kaptur, who was who was dead in the water three months ago or four months ago. She's been a longtime Democratic rep. She was she the redistricting didn't do her any favors. Turns out uh, the only favor she needed was her Republican opponent, uh, who 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 inflated his military record. Turns out 
uh, while yes, apparently he did serve in the military, that's about all he can say. He wasn't in combat uh, or in Afghanistan or Iraq. So uh, that race is pretty much blown up and the expectation is the Democrats will hold that. But again, probably a missed opportunity if you're a Republican uh, in Ohio. The real, the real opportunity for the Republicans pickups then is, uh, is really in the Northeast and to some extent, Florida. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think so. I'd also point to some seats out, some seats out West. Uh, remember, I'll go as far as California. Remember, uh, two, two, so Trump's midterm. So 20, 2018, the Republicans had, had 12, only 12 uh, out of 53 uh, seats, uh, House seats in, in California, they had 12 of them. They, they got, they lost six of them in that election. Uh, they then came back and, uh, and took, took a couple of them back. Uh, but the, California has a couple opportunities, not, not only for a hold, but they might be able to pick up a San Diego area seat that Mike Levin currently holds, Democrat uh, currently holds. There, there's one seat there. Katie Porter, uh, she has raised more money uh, in Congress other than Speaker Pelosi and leader McCarthy. Uh, she has raised the most money of any rank and file Democrat. Um, and she's in Orange County. She took that seat uh, a couple cycles ago. She She's having a very tough reelection campaign. Um, and so th that could be a potential flip. And then I'll also, I'll also throw ne Nevada and Arizona in the mix. Uh, we work our way a little bit east. The, Dina Titus, Stephen Horsford, Susie Lee, those are all the suburban Vegas seats. They're they're in really tough races, especially as that Senate seat and, and governor's uh, race uh, stay close. So um, th there's a couple there in Arizona. I think there's a couple pickup opportunities there for Republicans. So uh, more more coastal, I think, than uh, than middle of the country for possible uh, pickups for Republicans. Okay, so now the time has come. The time has come for you once again to make your claim, and then I will make mine. All right. So in the House, House of Representatives, what's that? House of Representatives. I think the Republicans net 27 seats, therefore moving their their majority. Uh, I think that they will they will have a two. They will end up with 239 seats total, uh, which gives them about a 21 seat majority for future Speaker Kevin McCarthy to play with. So I'm going on the record. Net 27, there you go, with, and with a final number of 239 in the house. That's a nice prediction, but you're wrong. <laughs> I'm predicting that the Republicans will pick up 31 seats. Ooh. And I'll tell you why I've become more bullish um, as recently as this morning. Uh, and this will help us trend over and segue into the discussion of the house. I was listening as I want to do to uh, virtually all kinds of uh, polling at this time of year. And I happened to turn on in my car. Uh, you'll be surprised to know that this the station actually exists in my car, but I turned on CNN. And I was listening to this morning's announcement of last night's CNN polls. President Biden's favorability in CNN polls has dropped this week, four points from 44 to 41. Now that's a CNN poll. And the announcer said that this drop is uh, endemic. It's all over the country and it is displaying 
a serious lack of enthusiasm on the part of Democratic voters. Interesting. That said to me, if CNN is saying that now, that's a problem. So I've looked at a couple of the tighter races, um, uh, and, and I have uh, upped my number accordingly. I've also upped my number accordingly because I, I spend more time, I think, than you do, but I know you do to some extent, on the governor's races. And I'm looking at some of these governorships, and I believe the Republicans are going to pick up several seats, uh, maybe as many as five or six, but at Ooh. least two or three Ooh. in the governor's races. And I think that those are in the kind of places that you've been talking about that could help uh, some of the Republican other candidates. And I believe also that in New York State, remember that New Jersey almost lost. I believe that if Hakul holds on and wins, she's going to win by a lot less than she's supposed to, and that that will help some of the Republican House candidates. Um, so I'm up in that number. Uh, and now I'd like to turn to the Senate. All right, but you get you have to go first now. So I will I will quiz you. So here we go. All right. So let's start with the four. Right, the, the key, the key, the first part to uh, the night is going to be the four Republican open: Missouri, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and North Carolina. Three of the four I predict are sure things. All right. Who's Missouri, that? Ohio. Yep. And North Carolina. All right. I'm I had concerns about Ohio and North Carolina early on last summer, but Vance is pulling ahead and Bud is comfortably ahead. But see, this is where you're short sighted, my friend, <laughs> because you neglect to, or you're only going to the open seat. So maybe you're not short sighted. I'll take that back. But you went a little far west because I believe that the New Hampshire race, which as of today is within one point is gonna be extremely close, extremely close. And in fact, Real Clear Politics today has moved that into a Republican pickup. Ooh. So I, I think that's one there that you gotta watch. The other one you were talking about is Pennsylvania. Yep. You know, I, I think uh, we all feel very badly uh, in, in, in the Pennsylvania race that uh, Lieutenant Governor Fetterman had a stroke uh, that has obviously, and I, and I got to say, I believe appropriately impacted his campaign significantly. And I think that Oz is going to win that one. Now, I don't think he's going to be walking down any yellow brick road to get there, <laughs> but I think that he will be uh, in the United States Senate. That is bold talk, Cotton. Bold talk. Well, I... Uh, I'm going to disagree with you on New Hampshire. I, I think Maggie Hassan holds New Hampshire. Uh, and I'm going to go opposite with you on Pennsylvania. I think Fetterman, I think Fetterman pulls it out. There you go. There you go. So that's, uh, so that's there. All right. So we, we agree on Missouri, North Carolina, Ohio. We've taken the opposite sides on uh, New Hampshire and Pennsylvania. All right. What about? I'll throw. I'll throw one more out for now. What about Wisconsin? You think your man Ron Johnson holds? And as you know, I've been doing some personal research. You have in the have. Uh, in the Badger State, uh, which, by the way, was named after me, not me after it. 
And uh, I, I, I believe that uh, Senator Johnson um, was blessed with uh, a, a, an opponent who is even more extreme to the left than he is to the right. And I think the people of Wisconsin are going to stay with Johnson. I agree with you there. All right. Lockstep. All right. So now I'm going to throw, now we're going to go with what I put in the category of the potential pickups for uh, Democrat, for Republicans outside of New Hampshire. I'm going to throw Nevada and Arizona at you. What do you think? Well, first I'd like to, uh, because I prepared for this quiz, <laughs> studied every race deeply. And I too, as you did, hobnobbed with goblins and wizards. Um, my wizards uh, are probably different ones than yours. And my wizards tell me that the Iowa race is now extremely close. Ooh. Now, I believe that Senator Grassley is going to hold on in Iowa, okay. but that's one that our listeners should pay a newfound attention to. All right. Um, that race is going to be well within whatever the polls say. And, uh, you know, I, I think that, that, that the, the Senator Grassley is going to really just squeak it out. I don't think in Iowa it's any a question of a change in their political views or their partisanship. I think it's more about people questioning Senator Grassley's uh, age and that he's right. been there too long. He's 89 years old. Right. Um, so I think that one's going to be closer. I do think he'll, he'll win that. Okay. Now, going to what you asked me about, Arizona. Uh, you know, it's amazing in Arizona, the Republican Party did not spend a whole ton of money there. They didn't think that, uh, that they were going to make it. But uh, as it stands right now, that's within a couple of points. And uh, Senator Kelly, uh, who I know you admire for many reasons, not the least of which is that you love astronauts. Um, Senator Kelly has outraised his opponent by something like 10 to 1. It's sure. like 53 million to 5 million. And yet uh, Blake Masters is within a couple of points. So I think that's going to be very close. And I think the fact that the Republican governor's race is going so strongly right now for Carrie Lake, I think she drags the Republican to the Senate. Ooh. So I'm predicting that. Okay. All right. I, and, I I love me an astronaut, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go against you on that one. I think I think Arizona holds Democrat. <clears throat> All right, hold. now I'm going uh, slightly north uh, to Nevada, okay. where we'll all be in in uh, late January and early February. And you know the Laxalt name alone in Nevada is worth a ton of money, and Laxalt has been I think. Uh, campaigning much more effectively of late than he had been earlier in this race, uh, to the point where he is now ahead, and to the point where Real Clear Politics is now calling that a Republican pickup. I think it's very interesting um, uh, the way Laxalt is uh, addressing the issues which Nevadans are mostly confronted with, one of which, by the way, is the cost of housing. So uh, I'm predicting again a Republican pickup there. I, I will I will join you in that as well. Though I did read a poll this today, a couple of polls that that race is is dead even. Um, but I'm I'm with you. I think I think Laxalt pulls it out uh, and and maybe even carries a couple of those seats 
that I talked about in Suburban Vegas. Uh, and one, in fact, I want to call out that Susie Lee's race. She's running against uh, April Becker, who is the uh, I believe granddaughter by marriage of former NHB president Ernie Becker, on whose plaza the building at 15, oh, 15 and 15th and M sits upon. So I, I like I like putting a Hauser, another Hauser in Congress, April Becker on an upset, because I do think that Adam Laxell pulls that out as well. Well, there we go. All right, so I'm going to throw two more at you just for fun. These are kind of the, my, my category of if everything goes wrong on election night for the Democrats category, and that's Washington State and Colorado. You know, I congratulate you for bringing those up because the average bear would not. By the way, did you know that there's a bear roaming around our neighborhoods? No. Yeah, it was on the news last night. They got pictures of the guy. Nice. So don't let the kids out at night. Fair enough. And no smoke. Um, the average bear would not have looked at that, but Patty Murray is in very much a similar situation as Senator Grassley is in Iowa. Senator Murray has been there a long time, and a lot of people in her state are saying she's overstayed her welcome. I think, though, that uh, she will hang on in that state. Agreed. I think it's going to get be a lot closer than people think, but I think she hangs on. Agreed. Now, in uh, Colorado, I think that race is a sleeper. Uh, and I think that's one where the Republicans are gonna squeak it out. Um, that had not been on people's radar screen very much. Um, and in fact, it's only recently uh, that O'Day has closed the gap significantly. But to me, that trend line has gotten so strong in an upward uh, direction for the Republicans that I think Joe O'Day will pull that out and defeat Michael Bennett and what will be maybe the shock of the Senate election? Wow, that's that is a that's a bold call. I I agree with you on Washington State. I think closer than it should be or has been for Patty Murray for for a long time. But um, just I just when I when we talked to our friends and in in, uh, in Olympia and and in, in King Snow, uh, that just I just think anything west of the Cascades, uh, it's so deep blue, and that's where the population center is. Not unlike. Uh, where you and I live in Northern Virginia, uh, you know the, the eastern part of of Washington uh, is 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 generally Republican, uh, just not enough uh, population and votes to, to to beat the West. So I'm with you. I think Patty Murray holds on. Colorado, I've been looking at that one for a while. Um, I I I I think Michael Bennett holds on though. I'm going to go opposite with you on that one as well. Um, is so I'm going to I think I think I think Bennett holds on. But again. One or two points. Wasn't that long ago that Cory Gardner uh, surprised everybody and 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 won and is a Republican and won that seat? But it also wasn't too long ago that Cory Gardner got thrown out after six years. So um, interesting, interesting race there too. All right. So uh, you made me go first on the House. I'm going to make you go first on the Senate after our discussion. What's your final Senate number and who's in the majority? I believe that the Senate will. Uh... Oh, wait a minute. Wait. You Wait, forgot Georgia. Hold the exactly. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. We forgot perhaps the craziest of all the Senate races. Uh, your adopted home state of Georgia. What do you think? That's my adopted home state because I spend a lot of money there every year <laughs> right. on tuition. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, and I don't know whether Senator Warnock or potential Senator uh, Walker will give me any kind of a rebate, but I would certainly appreciate it. Um, that's really close. 
uh, what both candidates are so flawed. They've beaten each other up. It's been a very negative race. Um, and I can't imagine anything right now changing it from where it is today. That's how badly they've already beaten each other up. Um, and so right now, I think today's polls have Herschel Walker in the lead, but not by enough, I don't think, to get to 50% that he needs to avoid a runoff. So I'm predicting a December runoff, which will take the libertarian candidate out of, uh, out of contention. And then I expect that, uh, that Herschel Walker wins. You know what? I agree with you on that front, on both, both from a runoff perspective and that Walker squeaks it out uh, at, at the end. I mean, that, that, that midterm, now look, we, were, we watched the two midterms in Georgia two years ago really closely. Um, you know, one of those seats stays Republican. Uh, there, there really is no big Biden legislative agenda that we've seen for two years. Um, it's going to depend on whether or not uh, people turn out in, in that that runoff, but I, I think you're right. I think Walker squeaks it out. There can't be much there can't be much bad news left. Uh, I can't imagine that 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 Raphael Warnock's opposition team and the Democrat opposition team is holding back uh, some bombshell that they're gonna they're gonna unleash for the for the the um, the runoff. So I'm with you. I think Georgia does flip eventually, um, but just not not on election night. So you asked me what my number is. You What's know, your number? In, 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 I think both of us have the, the Republicans picking up enough of a majority in the House to have a uh, governing majority. Right. That, that, that they'll have enough that even if they lose a few votes, they can still get things passed. In the Senate, nobody's going to get 60 votes. But you certainly don't want to have a 51-vote majority if you're Mitch McConnell. Uh, knowing that you have uh, Senator Mitt Romney, who one never knows where he's going to vote. So the Republicans are hoping for a Romney-proof majority, I think. <laughs> and I, I think that the Republicans will end up with 53. Woo! All right. So let's see. So let's see. Let's see. So, that's, you, so it's Georgia. Well, actually, you sure? I, you know, I, I actually predicted a higher number. Yeah. But I, I, now I'm hedging my bet and coming okay. back in case I'm wrong on a couple. All right. Oh, I see. All right. Well, I'm not going to hedge my bets. I'm going to make the call right now. I think the, I think they get 51 votes. Uh, I think that, pe they, that Pennsylvania, like I said, Fetterman wins. Uh, Georgia flips eventually. So that's your wash. And they pick up in uh, in Nevada. And that's their 51. So I'm going to go with 51 Republicans, enough for Mitch McConnell to return back to the majority leader's chair uh, for at least the next couple of years. But it's not a Romney-proof majority. Mitch, Mitch Romney becomes incredible, um, Mitt Romney rather, Mitt Romney. becomes incredibly powerful uh, if that's the case. Yeah. J just like we've seen Joe Manchin this past year. Yep. He becomes the new Manchin. So... For now, um, I want you to pick, and I will as well, either from the House, the Senate, or a governor's race, your number one sleeper race that you think uh, is going to be fun to keep an eye on and might actually uh, come out yeah. uh, opposite to what's expected now. Yeah, okay. So um, if I had to pick one sleeper race, um, 
Well, I mean, they're all they're all close, right? So it's none of them. I'm trying to think of something like way, way out of the blue that no one's really talking about. Um, I, I think that Connecticut race in five, but I've already called that. So that's kind of a weird one. Um, that's all right. That can be your sleeper. Yeah, no, I do. I like I like the Susie Lee in Nevada race uh for her to get knocked off and i like i like uh johanna hayes in connecticut five to lose to george logan those are those are my two house races i'll go in in a sleeper senate race and i've called against it but i I, bennett bennett might be one i don't think he's i think bennett wins but that's one where i wouldn't be surprised if he if he doesn't um and then the governor's rate's got to be new york that's the only one i could think of um that's that's even remotely close so there i'll give you my three Kind of sleeper races. You picked all those, but um yeah, you took my my sleeper race is yeah. Lee Zeldin wins yep. governorship in New York. Um my real upset uh race is probably the same as yours in the Senate is is would be if O'Day beats Bennett. If O'Day beats Bennett, the Republicans have had one hell of a good night. Yeah. Um and then uh in the House, uh I'll predict generically that the Republicans will pick up two seats in the, in New York state. Pick yeah, up. could be, could be the other one too. And I'll throw this one out is, 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 in this was, um, is, 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 is Sanford Bishop down in Georgia. Um, he's, he's been there a long, long time, Democrat, um, you know, 15th term. There's a lot of talk that maybe they can knock him off if everything goes right. So I'll, I'm going to throw Sanford Bishop in the, uh, I woke up and woke up on the ninth and didn't see that one coming. Category. Sanford Bishop uh, was a true friend of NAHB's. He was one of our Democrat leads yeah. on all of our property rights efforts. He's a uh, a really uh, been a very outstanding member. Yeah. The House would be a diminished body, in my opinion, if if Sanford Bishop weren't there. But yeah. uh, we'll see what happens with that. Um, okay. Now my last prediction, Jim, and you can uh, we can just talk about this is that before Christmas, I say before Christmas, okay. that Governor Ron DeSantis will announce his presidential campaign. He will not wait to see what Trump does, and he doesn't want to give Senator Scott an opening. He's going to jump in and announce his candidacy for the presidency. Hmm. I say I'll take the over on that. I think I, I think I think he waits until uh, waits until into the new year. I don't know how deep into the new year, but I, I don't think it's this year. Okay, seems kind of especially since he just won real. Yeah, I think I think it's next year. I can see I no, I can see Trump announcing before before Christmas, but now nah, I think DeSantis waits, but not too long. All right, we'll see, and uh, we'll you see. know. You know, DeSantis um, uh, today was up in New York campaigning for Zeldin, which means yeah. they really do think he has had a shot at that governorship. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. No, it's cl- it's close. That's just, man, that that would that would be something. Boy, I mean, how the Pataki was the last one. How long's that been? Fifteen years. Same Long time. Man. Well, you and I will will continue our election night tradition of watching it yep. together in Key West, as we always do with. Uh, uh, my wife will be there. Is Liz going to be there as well or no? She's she's not playing out at this point. No, she's gonna... So it'll just be you, me, and Christina in Key West. With, as we, we do it every time. That's right. No, actually, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be down there for an NHB leadership meeting, and Jim and I will be hunkered away in one of our hotel rooms, I'm sure, watching the results. Yeah, 
and understand. There'll probably be very little alcohol um, involved in that. We'll see. Well, I and I will say this to our our, our fabulous listeners. I don't. I, I and I you know people heard me say this in, at the board meeting uh, or the leadership meeting. I don't think we're going to know control the United States Senate on election night. Um, I think we've got we've got counting problems, and I don't mean hanging chads. Uh, Pennsylvania doesn't count their 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 early voting until after election day or until election day. Uh, Nevada's slow, Arizona's slow. I think we'll know whether the Republicans have taken back the House. Maybe not the final number, but I don't think we're going to know the Senate, regardless of what happens in Georgia. And that that may heck for all I know, Georgia may be the fifty first seat or the or the or the fifty third seat. Um, but I, I don't think we're going to quite know the Fetterman race, Fetterman Oz race. Uh, we may not know um, the, um, the the um, the Nevada race. Uh, so I, I think I think it's going to be a long long couple of weeks too to figure out exactly what's going on. And we will be back, ladies and gentlemen, in a couple of weeks to we do our our post election analysis and look at what it does to the committee structures uh, yep. in both the House and the Senate. So right. stay tuned for that. Before we go, we would be remiss if we didn't remind everybody that right after Christmas uh, generally comes bad weather to most of the country, but it doesn't go where, Jim? It doesn't go to sunny Las Vegas. And that's where you all need to go in late January, early February to the IBS show. Uh, we're going to have over a thousand exhibits uh, combined with uh, the kitchen and bath industry show. And the hardware show, we're going to have over a million square feet of exhibit space. Uh, great entertainment. Cheryl Crow will be there. Mike Rowe will be our keynote speaker. Uh, we'll have some uh, political uh, guests that we uh, can't discuss just yet. Uh, but it'll be well worth the trip for those reasons, let alone the fact that you can learn all the latest and greatest information about how to give your business a leg up on your competitors who get stuck in the snow and don't make it out to Vegas. That's right. So everybody register for IBS. That's right. It'll be, it is the place to be in 2023. Well, Jim, I'll see you on Tuesday night, if not yes, before. Yep. Um, we'll have our usual personal wager yep. and uh, travel safely. You're traveling this weekend and so yep. am I before we go to Florida. So uh, have a safe trip. And for now, I'm Jerry Howard. And I'm Jim Tobin. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Don't forget to vote.